Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. We're back here on 88.3 WCTs after further review with David, the man of God here. And David, we're talking a little bit of wild card weekend. Yeah, exciting weekend. And six games starting today on Saturday, ending with Monday night football. Um, Yeah, what can you say? Some teams deserve to be here. Teams like the the Chiefs, what not putting up. The Bills, the Vikings, your Blue Bloods, the Cowboys backed away in. And there are some teams building all this up to say, teams like the Miami Dolphins who shouldn't be here at all, but because they decide to kick a field goal and win the game despite having zero quarterbacks um, that are worth the crap and playing literally the worst offense game of football this season they get a playoff win because you know they had to win an end so yeah Super Bowl call weekend for those teams that made it one step closer to this trophy um, teams like Tampa Bay that are division winners with god awful records that thanks NFL for giving us the NFC South because they're awful um and then you have teams like the Minnesota Vikings, who we don't know which Kirk Cousins we're going to see because it's 4.30, so not quite prime time, but it's the only game on. So is that considered prime time? He's going up against the Giants. This is the rematch of a regular season game, and that game was, eh, to say the least. So, like, there's some retribution. There's a lot of storylines in the Super Wild Card weekend, none bigger, at least for me, than Bills in Miami. Obviously, the Bills playing for Damar Hamlin. Everyone rooting for them. A rematch against, again, the Miami Dolphins. That backed away into the playoffs. No quarterback because two of Tonga Bailoa is thankfully and rightfully out for this game. So he does not get another concussion and make all of us want to fight the Miami team doctors. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot better games. In the AFC, uh, wild, Super Wild Card Weekend, and the NFC for sure. Um, but not that's not to say that the NFC won't have some decent games. 
Um, you have the likes of the Vikings, Giants. You have an NFC West re- you know, divisional rivalry in Seattle and San Francisco. A lot of people say San Francisco's a dark horse. You know, yeah, some good, some good football games. I would say if there's one for me, like my game to watch, it's going to obviously bias Baltimore and Cincinnati because there's hype, at least from the Cincinnati camp, that hey, this is our chance to prove that we're not a one season wonder, even though. Yeah, you're kind of still a one-season wonder. You just happen to play in a division with the Cleveland Browns and two teams without their starting quarterback for the majority of the season, and one of them had Mitch Trubisky as our quarterback, who's still throwing interceptions three times a game Whoa. just because he can. <laughs> Wasn't there at one point people thought that Mitch Trubisky was actually pretty good? Was that you when he was with the Bears? Was me. He got the Bears deeper into close to the playoffs than Justin Fields has. True. That is true. But still, once yeah. again, his, as you're starting to see his deficiencies caught up with him. And as I said, in between the 20s, they're great great quarterbacks. But when you get in that red zone, eh, I mean, like I said, I just don't don't see the accuracy. From both quarterbacks have the same, the same problem. And, and I think, as I said before, uh, better than Trubisky with the athleticism, obviously can run as fast as quick as lightning. But as I said, that's not really sustainable in this league. I don't want my quarterback getting a thousand yards. That's why we pay a running back. You know, your your job is to be trying to get five thousand, six thousand passing yards, not a thousand rushing yards. And I understand they're saying the whole Mike Vick thing, but at the end of the day, you know what did Mike Vick do in his career? He was entertaining. He was the unicorn. He was the unicorn. What did he really win? Now, some people can argue if it wasn't for the dog fighting, maybe he could have got a couple Super Bowls in there. We'll never know, obviously, because he was behind bars for dog dog fighting. But if you look at it, most of the time when you have a running quarterback that's like that, Culpeppers, uh, Vicks, entertaining for four or five years, but you're not really getting any hardware, and – they just get beat up, and then the talent. Once their bodies go, they just go, and you you start to see. Look at Brady. He's, dude. He's been what has he played in four different decades? He played mm-hmm. in the '90s. Actually, no. No, he played in 2000. He was drafted in 2000. Yeah. The tens. Yeah. And now the twenties. So yeah. he's played in three different decades. Yeah. And he's got six or seven super, seven super seven Super Bowls. Bowls. Aaron Rodgers has played in two different decades. No, three. Oh five. The teens and now. Yeah. So he's played in three different decades. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want. Not a guy that plays four or five years, and it's great the entertaining to watch, and then just falls all in a complete face. Yeah. But anyways, get, getting on to the games. Obviously, up first, mm-hmm. Seahawks, Niners. There's Niners favored by nine and a half, total 42. David, my biggest question in this one is, how much is the weather going to impact the outcome of the game? Because they're saying it's going to be a driving rain in Santa Clara. Is that going to have more of an adverse effect on the Niners with Brock Purdy making his first playoff start? Or on the Seahawks as Geno Smith was a feel-good story the first half of the year and then basically just petered out? 
Well, we know that San Francisco is going to kind of ride the hand of Christian McCaffrey, who, again, I will say, distant player, overrated. All he does is catch passes because he's not really that good as a running back. Check the statistics. Um, but, yeah, I, I think San Francisco is probably going to have the edge because, yeah, they're just going to run the football. I think if you have to limit Seattle to a run game because they've been so hurt in the running back department, no, oh, I mean, Ken- Kenneth Walker's been really nice. Then he may end up winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, but but he's also had a couple injuries concerns late in the season. So do you ride him as a hot hand or try to see if he's healthy? I know between Carson, they have a couple other uh, serviceable running backs. So they they have depth, but not like depth in terms of quality. And so in those kind of situations, can Gino scramble? Yes. But do I think that's going to mean San Francisco is really going to clamp down, put, you know, seven or eight in the box with a QB spy and say, hey, beat us? That's more than likely going to be the case. Mm-hmm. And I think in that kind of situation, I think that's where San Francisco has the edge. I think San Francisco ultimately wins. But it's, it's definitely going to be an ugly game, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean... First week of the year, the Niners played in a monsoon in Chicago and lost to the Bears. Obviously, so I mean, you kind of have that that gives you pause. And Justin Fields played well. Yeah. Now, but of course, we got to go for a full season. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, we're just gonna go ahead and throw our picks out there. This one, I think Niners win, but I think the Seahawks will cover it. So. And I, th- I kind of I see a game where San Francisco is gonna try and grind out a win, get out of there. I'll say they probably, but it's not. It's gonna be a lot closer than nine and a half. So I got Niners in that one. David, how about you? Yeah, I've got Niners as well. Yeah, Derek. Mm, Niners. Yeah, and then we'll go to. What I think is going to be the best game of Saturday, Chargers-Jaguars. This is one, obviously, David, you mentioned winners and losers. No Mike Williams for the Chargers. That's going to hurt. The Jaguars probably been one of the best stories going from worst worst team in the NFL. They win the AFC South. Then there was a lot of people who I had talked to said that Trevor Lawrence was a bust. He's terrible. Well, He's in the playoffs, won a division because there's an adult in the room in Doug Peterson. But here, here's my my question on this one. Uh, you got probably you got two of the young quarterbacks in the game, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Does which which quarterback do you think uh, is going to perform better, given the fact that one of them is without? one of his top weapons, and the Jaguars don't really have that great of a receiving core outside of Zay Jones. Which quarterback well, do you think is going to perform better in this one? Well, I think it's two things. One, and I, I can't remember who shared this, but there's there was a quote that someone said it. Justin Herbert was given all-pro quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence made his subpar receivers into all-pro receivers thinking about Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Um, so in terms of talent, Trevor Lawrence definitely can elevate player 
whereas Justin Herbert just kind of meh. But I think in this game, Herbert's going to play better. Chargers are going to get the win, even though I think right now Lawrence is better than Herbert. Two minutes. As a quarterback with upside. Yeah. I'm actually – here's my thing. Chargers are favored by one and a half now. It opened as the Chargers were minus three and a half, and Planet Earth is on them. That line's going backwards. Vegas knows something. I'm going with Duval. <clears throat> Give me the Jaguars in this one. Yeah, I'll go with Jags, too. <clears throat> going to Sunday. This is going to be the biggest blowout. Bills, Dolphins. <clears throat> Dolphins are starting Skylar Thompson. And I'm just going to go with what I told uh, my good friend Paul, who's a Bills fan. Orbital, ramming, speed, Bills Mafia. Uh, but, David, duh, does Miami come for 13 and a half? That's all I want to know. Absolutely not. This, this might look closer to um, Georgia TCU than it does any of the other regular season matchups because, again, Tua was there for those two. Yeah. Bills, Bills by blowout. Yeah, so we're all going Bills there. <laughs> yeah. This next, this next one I'm having a hard time with. I mean, look, I have said on this show the Minnesota Vikings are frauds. A lot of one-score wins, including one over the Giants, where they won on a Greg Joseph 61-yard field goal. But here's the thing. The Giants have kind of overachieved this year. David, would you agree with me? Given their expectations preseason, yes. Yeah. So, if they're that overachieving team, I mean, they almost beat the Vikings a couple weeks back. I think this time of year, they're that Cinderella. Well, guess what? Clock's about to strike midnight. The Uber's here, and you're about I have a feeling that they could get body bagged. I know it's a 430 kick, and then probably by the time the fourth quarter rolls around is when Kirk Cousins might go kaput. I was leaning Giants in this one, but you know, I there's part of me that I'm saying, you know what, Vikings probably escape with another one, and then they get thrown into a garbage can next week. So I'm going Vikings, David. Vikings by field goal. Okay, so you like you minus. Give me Giants. Okay, Sunday night game: Ravens, Bengals, Bulls. Bengals minus eight and a half. Although the Ravens are basically going to be going with uh, uh, who the I for, I forget is it Anthony Brown as they're starting out third stringer here because yeah. Lamar Jackson's dead. Although I think his he's done playing in Baltimore, he's going to get moved out. Uh, Tyler Huntley's hurt, but of course the Ravens were not playing a lot of their starters. So my question to you, David, is this closer than? the eight-and-a-half spread. Yes, and I think tears will flow in Cincinnati. Whoa! You think the Ravens are going to win with Anthony Brown? If you can force Joe Burrow into turnovers, and we know that Ravens are going to have a running game. Ravens are going to run down their throat, and Joe Burrow is going to be forced into pressure because the Ravens are going to come to play. I'm sticking by the Bengals in this one. They're my pick to come out of the AFC. I think they win, but the Ravens will cover. 
Derek, how about you? Give me Bengals. Come on, dude. And this one, which I think is the most volatile game, the Monday Nighter, Cowboys, Bucks, Hugs in Tampa. Dallas is minus two and a half. Now, on one hand, you've got death. You got the goat coming off of an even even numbered season. What has happened in every even numbered season since twenty fourteen, David? I can't remember. I think he's either played well or gone to the Super Bowl. One, I remember. Not only has he played well, not only has he gone to the Super Bowl, he's won the Super Bowl. So you have that. But also, I think you have Mike McCarthy who's playing for his, who's coaching for his job. Uh, and Tampa's offensive line cannot pass protect to save their lives. Dallas is going to be coming after him. I look, I know, I have said many a time, I thought Tom Brady was at the end and he somehow says, ha ha, no, I'm not. Uh, and I've had to eat crow, and it's probably going to happen to me again. And but I th- the non-negotiable is Dallas's defensive line uh, going against Tampa's O line. You can either pass protect or you can't. There's no in between. I I think Dallas wins this one. They're going to run the ball. They're not going to. Dak Prescott's not going to throw eight hundred thousand interceptions. But I think that. Da- Dallas ends up winning this one, uh, and it's probably going to come back and bite me in the ass later. David, I know you're probably leading Tampa. Yeah, because like I said earlier, Tom Brady has never lost to the Dallas Cowboys, and he's not going to lose this time. Well, there's a first time for everything. Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys on this one. All right, so that's those are our just for fun picks. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, dun, 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 dun. Give you sound effects real quick. The NFL pick them results, and congratulations to Frank. Frank ended up winning the NFL pick them. Good job, Frank. Um, Thank you. I think that um, you know you you really did well. You had a great week. Actually, as I'll look up the, the actual uh, results here, as here, here you go. Good job, Frank. Yes, you ended up winning the pick but you won the overall, basically, with 173 points. I was second with 157. David was with 152. David won week 18 with 13 points, followed by Frank with 11, and I only had two. I had a had to reach on a couple picks and two pointers try to beat Frank. So once again, congratulations, Frankie baby. You yeah. get the uh, actual win, and uh, like I said, we'll give you the. So we had to do that for you. Good show, R- really good show today. Got some really great segments in. Um, what do you got planned this weekend, uh, Mister Mister uh, Harris or Pastor Harris? Uh, no, call it Super Wildcard Weekend and. Now, the football starting to slow down a little bit. Shift to the NBA. Maybe we'll do a mid midseason winners and losers next week. Yeah, because basically football is pretty much over. We might have also Darren Cohn, the coach. Also, high school season for for Ohio's halfway over, and I'm gonna go head on over to Whitmer as we play the the Bedford Kicking Mules. 
and I will actually be headed there as well. Gave him a ticket, you know, yeah. go see uh, Coach Ryan, a really great coach. He's a mentor, one of my great friends in the coaching industry, Mr. Mulver Mooney. So uh, it'll be very interesting as I'm on the sidelines. Probably learn a lot. Yeah. Should right. be a great game. Still a couple of chairs. No, no, no chairs. No Bobby, no, no Bobby Knights here. Yeah. David, have a good weekend, man. No chairs. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. What you got planned, bro? Besides, after the game, basically. Yeah, I'll probably enjoy some super wild card weekend myself. Then it's work on Sunday. Oh, like at the at the Zon, huh? Yep. Wow. And then I got a lot of basketball I got to be at next week as well. By the way, Bedford boys doing good. Eight and one, and we're on to Stockbridge on Tuesday. Nice. Hopefully the girls for my team can get a win against the Bedford girls, who are ranked in the state, I believe, ninth or tenth. Ninth and D1. D1. Woo! 10-0. We're going to have our, our hands full. We've been listening to 88.3 WHT's After Further Review. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. WHT's After Further Review. A picture of Frank Vashter and the horse's head. i got to change that picture. We'll find a good one for you. For Frank and David, I'm Derek. I'll see you when you see you. Peace. We're out.